Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Boris Kester is an author, fearless adventurer, polyglot, avid sportsman, programmer, and political scientist. He is one of about 250 people worldwide who have traveled to every country in the world. And in today's episode, we talk about his book, The Road to Colville. If you're traveling to another country or seeing it from your armchair, this book will help you erase your prejudices, assumptions, stereotypes, and cliches of other countries. Only then can you truly appreciate civilization for what it truly is. Welcome to Lifeology. Uh, thank you, James, and a uh, big honor to be on your show today. I appreciate that. For where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm currently in Tel Aviv in uh, Israel. Which, of course, you are traveling the world as usual. Now, th- just so my viewers and listeners know, there's a slight delay. So if there's a couple seconds in the delay between our conversations, just know that that's just because of the network, um, which is kind of a cool thing. I remember when I was a kid, I think I was like maybe six years old, I would hear about the potential in the future of having ability to talk on uh, from camera to camera and from phone to phone. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And so here I am, you know, however many years later, we have this opportunity to do this. Now, as a little boy, speaking about me as a little boy, as a little boy for you, did you know that you always wanted to travel the world? Uh, yes. <laughs> I oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, if, even before I was conscious, I, I, when I was five months old, my, tra- my parents took me uh, traveling to Greece. They, um, oh. they took me on a train ride. Days and um, as far as I can, mem- can remember, I always traveled basically. So, mm. so yes, uh, when I grew up, travel has always been like it's almost like eating, drinking, and traveling. Yes, where were you, and, where were you, oh, where oh, were you born and, and sleeping? Uh, sleeping in, in, the, <laughs> in, uh, in the Netherlands. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, if, I remember, um, so I, I used to live in Spain, and one thing I really was interested in me in. So let me back up. So I was born in the States, raised in Canada. So I had this perception of Western culture, what it looked like for me. And then when I moved to Spain, I remember for university, I remember hearing about people talking about, you know, their country, it was the best country in the world. And it really shocked me. I, and I'm embarrassed to say it because, you know, in America, we think, oh, America is the best country. But to hear people in Spain, and I was able to travel to all these other countries, but to hear them talk about their their pride in their country. I was like, wait a minute, but America is the best country. And it really blew my mind. And I was in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, James, how embarrassing is it 
to realize or think that only your country is the best country, that you're the only one who thinks that your country is the best. And it really opened my mind up to so many different concepts. And I just remember just sat there and I just looked, listened and it was aware of all the different aspects of all the countries I went to. And I know we'll get to that. I mean, you're the expert here, but it was neat for me to, to get this pitch from you from C.S. Lewis. Um, because they, when they told me about it, I was like, oh, I, I can relate in a very small level compared to obviously your expertise. But I think so many people do have those preconceived ideas of, of their country is the best. And for them, it is. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But to also know that other people have that same experience as well. So I would just want to maybe throw that out for a couple of seconds that it was my own experience having that awareness that people have just as much pride in, in who they are and in their country as well. Well, it's true. Most most people are proud of the country, and 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 rightly so. And it's it's um, mm. as a traveler, it's fantastic to travel and to obviously as a traveler, you always you're you're the outsider, you're the foreigner, so you're 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 trying to like grasp the country, and and so you talk to people, and mm -hmm. very often people talk with pride about their own country and what it has yes. to offer, and in in terms of sites and cuisine and and what have you. Um, and um, and I have met people who, who look at me like, okay, you're traveling. I have no reason at all to travel because I live in the best country in the world anyway. So why mm. would I go anywhere yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a really, that's a really good point. I, I do remember, but I do want to say this though. I, I remember there were a lot of people who had, uh, I was able to travel all throughout Europe as well, but they had different per, per, perception of, of what American or Canadian is. And so for us, they would put ketchup on everything. Like I would go there, here, you want some ketchup? And I remember thinking, I don't eat ketchup, but I will eat ketchup. But it was just their way of trying to connect with me, thinking that that's what it was. So I think on both sides, we have perceptions of what other countries or other countrymen and people are, what they do, what they like. And it's all done from, it comes from a place, for most part, most part, it comes from a place of, of wanting to be inclusive, but sometimes we can miss the mark. Absolutely. And, so to um, travel to all the different countries in the world, uh, was that a goal of yours? Well, it's, it, it, I wasn't born with the goal in mind, but uh, it, yeah. it's it's something that grows on you. Uh, I think I, I know quite a few others who've done it, and it, I think it's the same for mm, all of us. Yeah. We we I mean, you, you're not when you're ten years old, you don't think, well, let's go to every country in the world. But mm -hmm. but it you you like traveling and you travel more, and suddenly you realize, wait a minute, I've been to so many countries. Why wouldn't I just continue and 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 try to see them all? And and so then yeah. it. You know, you gradually move towards this this goal, or not? If you if you, yeah. I mean, some people some people are happy to travel to to the same country every year, which is totally mm -hmm. fine. Um, but but for those who are uh, restless and and curious and and always want something new, um, well, this is something where you can end up end up heading to. Like, wait a minute, yeah. maybe I should try to go to every country. Yes, yeah, I know exactly. Well, I know, I know. For me as a kid, even if I'd fly into like you know a different state, or I'm like, oh, I've been to that that state. What I haven't, I've just been to the airport. But for me as a kid, I'm like, oh, I've been to that place. And so I, but I also want to maybe ask you this question. So when you were younger, politics and the, the safety of of travel and has changed significantly. What have you found for yourself where it's maybe it's it has changed over time? So we're post COVID now as we as we film this, but perhaps their political peace, maybe there was in some, some countries and it's changed over time. How have you found that for traveling, it's, it's safe, it's not safe? What, what advice would you give for people who, who want to maybe explore more? Well, safety, uh, obviously, is a concern uh, and a very valid one. Uh, and, and this is, an, again, a reason why, why it, it, it can grow in you because 
um, you you don't start traveling to Iraq or Afghanistan. That's not probably not your first country to to head for. <laughs> so <not>. so you <laughs> probably go like if you're from the US, you would maybe go to Canada, Mexico, you know, neighboring mm. countries, and then it's oh that's fantastic, and then maybe you move a little bit further away, and 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 the first the the further away the country is, probably the more uh, hesitant you might become because, like, well, this mm-hmm. is, they speak a different language and it's a different climate, and I don't know the people, and and they have uh, these strange things they do, or I don't know. So, uh, and then you start looking into a political situation. Obviously, yes. um, countries can be at war, countries can uh, can have um, uh, natural disasters, anything can 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 be happening. Um, and and obviously I've been to countries where the situation was not stable uh, and where the travel advice was uh, the travel advice was not to go there. So um, uh, and and gradually uh, traveling to those places, I found out that the picture that we see in the media, where you you get the impression that like you arrive in a country and bullets fly through the air constantly, this is not true. I mean, you you arrive mm. and actually people live their lives and they. Uh, uh, and surprisingly so, um, uh, and 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 then you realize, wait a minute, uh, reality is very different from from my preconceived image that I had before leaving, uh, and that yes. also my government gives me because they, uh, some countries they say, well, if you go there, there's you will be kidnapped, you will be assaulted, you will be there's criminal activity, and mm-hmm. and I'm sure there is, but. Um, uh, obviously, if you if you know what you're doing and you and you do your homework and you you have the right mm-hmm. contacts and you get the right information, you can, let's say, you can greatly reduce the risks. Um, yes. Uh, and 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 anyway, looking back on my travels, uh, obviously, I have been to countries where you know the situation was it's questionable, uh, shaky, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> but but looking back. Uh, where things and and this is one of the topics in my in, in my book actually um looking back things went wrong in unexpected places in unexpected moments so so actually i i i did travel to afghanistan i traveled to somalia and other places and and nothing really uh nothing wrong happened i mean actually on the contrary people welcomed me and they they they, they because the downside for them is that because they they are in in the situation they're in, uh, they don't see visitors. So when they see a visitor, mm. they are they're super happy to see a, a foreigner and mm. and and to show them to show us uh, to show us their reality and to you know you get a better understanding of what it is like to to live in such a situa- situation. And for me, I I greatly admire people who. Uh, and I feel bad for people who live uh, I, like when I was in Afghanistan, my last time was in 2017. And I realized when I saw people in the street, like there's generations which, which have not lived without war. They they only know oh, wow. this. You know what I mean? So, so, mm-hmm. so, sure. um, so, so you get a better understanding and you see that they're really, they're still smiling. They're welcoming you. They're inviting you for coffee or tea and, and yeah. they're trying to talk to you. And, um, as far as language <laughs> barriers allow, but um, uh, but gradually you realize that these people are are really against all odds. They're still they're still living their lives, and it's they don't live in in, in bomb shelters or or, uh, mm. or 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 in their houses. They they go to school, they go to the market, they go to to anywhere else. Um, yeah. 
I think it's really right. it's so, a good lesson for us as well. I think uh, sorry to cut you off, but a good lesson for us as well is when life gets overwhelming for us, it's really good perspective. You know, not that people's lives are harder or worse. It's just how we perceive things. But to realize, yes, there are people like you said who are have a generations of always living in wartime, and other people who don't have that. So it's good to to be aware that sometimes our life is difficult and difficult for us. We never minimize that, but also other people have it, a different struggle as well. So it gives us really good perspective to realize what we can focus on that's going really well in our life, as opposed to things that are not going well in our life. I want to transition into your book. Um, oops. I'm going to cut this out. I want to transition into your book, The Long Road to Colville, Stories for My Travels to Every Country in the World. Tell me more about that. About the book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Yeah, so when I was when I was young, my 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 dream was to become a writer, and then um, I, I I did a different career. Uh, but when I uh, when I visited my last country, I suddenly realized I have because I I traveled like it, it took me a long time to travel to all those countries, basically a lifetime uh, un, until mm. until that moment. Uh, so. So I, you can imagine, I have I've lived so many adventures, met so many amazing people, seen so many things, and I yeah. realized that I should really. It would be a shame if I wouldn't share this with people. And the best way to share it is to to write about it. I think I uh, I, I also have a website. I share my pictures, uh, okay. which is an an easier way to to share travels and to, to you sure. know to make it visual. But uh, but the real adventures you, you cannot. You cannot uh, capture them in the pictures. So, so, yes. um, so then I dedicated um, a couple of years to to writing and thinking and writing and thinking. And and uh, it, I started in 2017, but I I really finished in uh, 2022. So wow. it was a pretty long process, but um, yes. but I loved it. It's uh, writing is is absolutely not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very <laughs> no, it's, right, it's, it's, yeah. no it's 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 very rewarding and it's 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 a very um uh it's a it's a pretty big challenge to express yourself and to convey what mm. you want to say in and find the right words to 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 say to get your message message truth so um so i'm already working well, on my second was... book but sorry oh you are okay I was going to say, especially, I'm sure it's difficult to do if if English isn't your first language. So I'm sure that it's, it can be difficult. I'm assuming it's not your first language, but it it can be very difficult to have to convey something and then translate into something else. But that is fantastic. Now, is your book, is it specifically, like if I were to pick this up, The Road to Colville, is that something that I would be able to like learn about the country or is there stories? Is it, what what kind of book is it? Like a, a memoir type of thing for how, what would you, how would you describe it? Uh, it's definitely a memoir. It's uh, it, uh, and and I I decided to like there's 193 countries in the world, and I quickly realized that writing about all of them would not be possible because if if, if you only do one page per country, it's already a book. So um, and and <laughs> and it, it would be a, it would be a pretty shallow uh, shallow book. Mm-hmm. So I decided to concentrate on on a few uh, like memorable experiences that the stories that i tell my friends when i when we have a party <laughs> and uh, mm. uh so i i concentrated on 16 stories from from around 16 countries um okay That's uh, great. which which allowed me to to delve more into not just the story but also the country itself it's it's not just what happens to me 
uh, and what's happen what happens around me, but it, it also gives you a little bit of insight into the history, the political situation, mm. the background of a country. Um, so uh, so it, it gives you a, and it's not a travel guide. It doesn't say, well, when you're in, uh, when you're in country <laughs> A, go to temple B, and to... when you're in country, no, no, it, it doesn't. I mean, it's obviously like I talk about, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, there's, there's plenty of life, uh, of travel guides around, but um, sure. uh, I, I of course, I do mention places I go to, um, mm -hmm. uh, so it it can certainly be used as a uh, as a travel inspiration uh, for for like practical information. But uh, hopefully, uh, it it would be more in, uh, inspirational for for people to uh, to overcome their fear and to realize like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, you you can actually travel to um, to those places that you normally only hear about. But that seem very remote and and, and inaccessible, um, and that might be surprisingly different from what you uh, expect them to be. Mm, wow, I think that's exciting because you know sometimes people, many people, won't have an opportunity to travel or never travel outside of their own country. And so books like this, I think, are really important because it does give people the opportunity to explore, to dream, to think about different aspects, and you know, just like me, to maybe challenge some um, some unknown prejudiceness or. Or even just stereotypes, you know, about different countries, which which I think is great. As I said, it was it was very humbling for me, as, as I my mind exploded like, wow, there are so many other people out there in the world who have just as much pride in you know their country as well. Yeah. So Colville, what is that? Where is this place? This Colville place. <laughs> uh, good question, <laughs> James. Um, so when I was um, planning, when I already decided, okay, I'm going to visit every country in the world. At least I'm going to mm -hmm. try it. Um, uh, I was thinking ahead at a certain moment uh, and I was thinking like, maybe I should decide which country should be my last country. Um, okay. and uh, yeah, because, because I, I realized That's that when I, time. when I, yeah, when I reach my last country, this, this will basically be mean that I accomplished the life goal. So I need to, uh, it needs to be a special moment that I can cherish and cherish and celebrate. Um, and at that time, uh, Ireland was the only country in Europe where I hadn't been to yet. So uh, I decided okay. to, to even though it's an hour and a half flight from, from where I live. So, um, so, so yeah, people were teasing me for years, like, oh, you haven't been to Ireland. What are you talking about? You're not a traveler. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I managed to keep it for last. And then um, uh, my nieces advised me, look, you, you cannot just fly into Dublin. That would be too easy so you maybe you should fly to belfast which in a, which is in northern ireland and then travel mm -hmm. overland uh, and really cross the border overland to uh, to the republic of ireland uh, so when i was studying my options i because the border between northern ireland and ireland uh, and we're talking pre-brexit but it was basically you you don't realize that you cross the borders it, it was just mm -hmm. open yeah. and I, I i believe it still is now but um, so I was looking for a specific place, and then I uh, I discovered that there's um, well near the, the village of Cullerville, <laughs> there is a small river, and the river is actually the border. So the so there is oh. a bridge crossing crossing the border um, uh, crossing the river uh, Fane, and, and and this bridge basic basically marks the border between uh, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. So so this is where I. I crossed into my last country. So hence the title. Oh, I like that. That's really, that's really wise. It's funny that you're talking about Ireland. I remember in 2000, I'm oh, not 2000, like 1996. I, um, 
<laughs> was I actually hitchhiked from the Cliffs of Mower and over by ah uh, yeah from Limerick from Limerick all the way across to Dublin. I did it like in four hitches. Like I would not do that now, obviously. <laughs> but back then it was felt a little more safer. But it's interesting that you would say that that was one of the last countries you went to. Uh, but yeah, because most people are like, oh, that's that's the one of the most quote safest places. But you know, even that the whole the whole concept of the um, Republic of Ireland and then the whole Northern Ireland as well. To know that it was only separated by a river, though, to me that's interesting because of all the. And this has been a while since this happened, but all the bombings and everything that would happen, one would assume that there would be a lot more military, a lot more war. And, and once again, this is this is a while ago, but still, one would still think that there was. Some type of segregation there, but to hear that's only divided by a river, to me that shows that there's a lot more um, unspoken peace there in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, the river's only a short stretch. I mean, obviously not okay. the whole not the whole okay. border between Northern Ireland and Ireland is a river, but it's it's only like a very small um, a part of the border is 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 this river. So um, mm. and and really, Colville is like, I think there's 400 people living living in Colville. Oh, really? So it's it's really it's really oh. a tiny. A tiny little town or village, or uh, and 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 it was funny because we were celebrating. My friends had prepared, my family had prepared something on the bridge, so so we had flags. Oh, really? and They had they had marked oh. the border on the bridge, so but people were passing and they were looking like, what what is happening here? And so they stopped and, <laughs> and they stopped to ask. And they, and when they when we explain, uh, and you must imagine these are like farmers and these are people who never travel. So when they when we told them, well, we're celebrating that I visited my last, uh, this is my last country in the world to visit. And they looked at me like, are you saying that you have been to every, they, they just, they couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> believe <boy>. it. <laughs> for, for, for them, crossing the border to the United Kingdom was already, yes. that was probably the only border they ever crossed in their life. So, so yeah, they were, and they yeah. were, and then they were asking me, have you really been to Madagascar? Have you? Been? So they were asking me these countries that they only wow. knew from from TV or in their imagination, and they were testing me like, oh, how was how was it to be in Fiji? And and I was like, yeah. So so it was um, yeah, it was a great experience. I bet. Yeah. It's it's once again, I think it's great that you're able to give you know those live accounts of places you've been to to give people that imagination to give them even hope and inspiration that they you know that they that they too can be able to travel if they want now i'm sure some people will listen to be like well how did you how did he get to all those places because that could be pretty expensive or etc so obviously not going into your um your wealth etc if, if whatever that looks like but more in the sense of many people may struggle with that do you have any thoughts or ideas of how to help people you know if they're not able to if they don't have the finances now how to maybe perhaps even just reading your book will give them ideas of how to be able to travel um, on their own dime, et cetera. Do you have any thoughts about yeah, that? Look, well, yeah, sure. I, I, first of all, I believe that uh, you don't have to be a millionaire to travel. And I, I'm definitely not Never. a millionaire. Um, uh, it all depends on how you travel. So the more luxury you want, the, the more expensive it's going to yeah. be. So if, if you want five-star hotels, if you want first-class uh, travel, if you want uh, a car with a driver, yeah, then it's gonna it's gonna add up. But, yeah, but you know, you you just said yourself, you you were hitchhiking in Ireland. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you didn't spend too much on that. So so no, it, it really depends. Was a poor and, and, <laughs> and basically, as a very very general uh, rule of thumb, the 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 slower you take it, the the the, the more um, the cheaper it becomes. Mm, interesting. Uh, if yeah, if you, like fair. like. Like if you travel over land, if you if you use local buses or if you hitchhike or if you if you train or you know whatever means of transportation there are, 
um, and if you sleep in in in, in local hotels and or, or you're invited to people's hostels, homes, yeah. yeah, or hostels or Airbnb or um, you know couch surfing, whatever. There's so many options nowadays, and right. and basically it's a very rough rule of uh, thumb. You you yeah, the slower you go, uh, the less it costs, and um, uh, I really hope that people will understand that you if you really want to travel you can there there's yes, always a sure way can. i there's always a way and and it's um yeah don't, and don't i want to be really it, yeah go ahead the, yeah the, I, the, I really want to yeah, say that i i agree with you as far as the slow like you said the slower you go that makes a lot of sense to me for for someone who's only traveled to, to a certain number of countries, obviously not as many as yours, but I realized that as well. Like if I wanted, just like you said, if I wanted to be really luxurious, well, that's going to take a lot more money, which means I can only travel to maybe one country as opposed to multiple countries. So to learning how to say, what experience do you want? If you want that, that royal experience, if you will, like then by all means pay for that. If you want to experience it more on how maybe most country people would live or country men, people would live in that country. By all means, take it as slow as you can. And the most basic levels you can to really see how the people live because over here in America, rather, we're, we're blessed with a certain economy and certain standards, if you will, Not and many countries don't have those standards. So to be able to go and live how other people live gives you so much more insight, so much more um, respect for individuals from other countries, and, and also gives you a sense of humility as well to say, wow, I'm truly blessed to live where I live. And that can be in any country where you know people listening to this as well. Unfortunately, Boris, our time is up. Exactly. I've been had such a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> I've had such a pleasure talking to you. If I've used listeners want to find out more information about you to go to your website, to see all the different pictures you have, to purchase this book, where will they find all this information online? So from our book, you would go to boriskester.com. Um, and you can order the book there. You can order it at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and, and all the main uh, outlets. Um, for the pictures, you could go to trevoradventures.org. Uh, and both sides are linked. So if you go to one, you'll find the other as well. Okay, perfect. My viewers and listeners um, also know that, that, that if I can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and link with Boris Kester and all of his websites as well as the link to his book. But Boris, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. It was, it was a, a lot of fun talking to you today. Thanks for having me, James. And um, well, looking forward to a next chat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.